Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing our study in the book of Esther, and we're also keeping our eye on what's happening in the Ukraine, praying that God will just intervene. But let's go ahead and listen to Esther chapter 7, verses 4 through 6 in the God's Word translation. And it reads, and Esther is still speaking. You see, we, my people and I, have been sold so that we can be wiped out, killed, and destroyed. If our men and women had only been sold as slaves, I would have kept silent because the enemy is not worth troubling you about, your majesty. Then King Xerxes interrupted Queen Esther and said, Who is this person? Where is the person who has dared to do this? Esther answered, Our vicious enemy is this wicked man, Haman. Then Haman became panic-stricken in the presence of the king and queen. Again, that's Esther chapter 7, verses 4 through 6 in God's Word translation, which titles it, Esther brings about Haman's downfall. I'll be back with insights and we'll close with prayer. This is Hope Scott. I am your host of Five Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thanks for listening, subscribing, and following my podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Good Pods, or wherever you hear podcasts. Also, please like and follow 5 Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Esther chapter 7. Verses 4 through 6 in the God's Word translation. And as I'm reading this, I'm also thinking again and praying for the Ukraine. But let's get to the commentaries. Esther told her husband that if we had been sold, and she's saying this in front of Haman. Haman is the person who put all this stuff into play. He was so anxious to get uh, Mordecai to be hung earlier in the day and to find out you know that instead of hanging on Mordecai he had to honor Mordecai and now he's at the second banquet and he's really put on the spot because the queen is identifying the person who has um, made this decree with this the king's blessings to annihilate all the Jews but let me go ahead and finish reading she said if we had been sold into slavery I would not have complained so that I would not have bothered you with that for in time we might have recovered our liberty and the commentary says that more more, more than likely the uh, reference to being sold it, and a reference to the money that is a reference to the money that Haman promised the king upon acceptance of his original proposal to annihilate the Jewish people. Mordecai shared this information to his cousin, Queen Esther. And um, um, and challenged her, really, 
to stand, go before the king and speak up for us. He told her that just because you have the crown on doesn't mean that your life will be spared. Your head will be chopped off with the rest of ours. Okay, back to the commentary. <laughs> so instead, she said they were to be destroyed and killed to be annihilated. And this is all the words that were in the king's decree, which was public information. And the commentary says the repetitions, repetitious nature of the decree emphasizes its severity. Haman's plan, his plot, was to commit genocide. Again, if they had been sold as uh, male and female slaves, she's suggesting a hypothetical situation in which the Jewish people had been threatened only with slavery, not annihilation, and suggests that she would not have even bothered the king with such a situation if it was something as, well, not simple, because slavery is not simple. And being sold as slaves is not simple. But as a slave, especially in those times, you could buy your freedom back. Back to the commentaries. <laughs> it seems uh, to be a negotiating tactic. Historically, such a situation would be expected and odd, unexpected and odd. Esther seems to resort to this tactic because Haman's planned genocide of the Jewish people involved the offer of payment to the king, which the king, of course, turned down. But uh, one, one commentary said that's probably like a bribe, that maybe later he would take the money. The Hebrew text here um, could be understood as Esther saying that she would not bring the matter, this matter, like the selling of the Jewish people before the king, but that she is bringing this matter before him because of its severity. So if it had just been slavery, she wouldn't have bothered with it. And to me, that's kind of odd, being she's a queen and she's Jewish, that she wouldn't have bothered even to tell her husband about her people being sold into slavery. So that's something odd to think about. Uh, and, and then it says, alternatively, Esther could be suggesting that she is uh, bringing this matter to the king because of who the adversary is. He is a high-ranking official. In uh, either scenario, Esther is emphasizing that she is bringing this matter specifically to the king and not to one of the lower-level government uh, people, including Haman, because he is one of the uh, officials. If Haman's proposed payment is the subject, then Esther is indicating that the king has been deceived. He thinks he will profit from Haman's proposal, proposed annihilation, but will actually be a net loss because, you know, selling the Jewish people would have made more money, not to mention the value they could bring to the empire. And, uh, and I'm running out of time. Well, I've run out of time. So again, she implies that, and she states, she tells him that Haman is this person who um, is the enemy of the Jewish people. And not just the enemy of the Jewish people. He is the enemy of the state. Let's pray. Mm -hmm. 
Father, we thank you as we uh, come before you in prayer again for the people of the Ukraine. We thank you for your word, Father. We thank you that you're not like King Xerxes of the world. All the uh, kings and rulers who have no clue as to what's going on. You know all, God. You see all. You're omnipotent. You're omnipresent. You're omniscient. And we thank you for that. Father, we're praying for leaders. Leaders everywhere. As the president of the Ukraine has been asking for help. God, let the leaders of the world come to their aid. And God, we're praying for the neighboring countries that have opened their arms. God, don't let race rear its ugly head in this. We're hearing that the uh, people of color are not being allowed or treated as kindly as uh, the others who are, are trying to run for their lives. They're all trying to run, you know, get, seek safety. So God, safety, angel protection on all who are fleeing. Let the, the uh, let, don't let race be an issue. Let everyone be colorblind and just look at the color of the blood. Just like your blood saves us all. The blood of all of us is red and we thank you for that, Father. And it is hard to imagine there should be such horrible wickedness committed in the world. But we're living through this time and we see that it is. So we're praying for divine intervention as the Ukraine is being bombarded with bombs and missiles. Praying for those people who are hiding and trying to save their families. And Father, we trust that you will hear, you will answer, and you will answer it immediately because God, you're a, a, you're an on-time God. We don't know why this has been allowed, but you do. And God, we know that you can bring it to a successful end. And that's what we're praying for. Without a lot of a lot of lives lost in the name of Jesus. And God, let the people of the Ukraine cry out to you for protection as your children are crying out to you on their behalf. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.